Hey, what's going on? Welcome back to the show. What a crazy-ass weekend we had last week, huh? (laughs) And this comes just in time for another one. I hope you all enjoyed the game, if you watched it. Everyone was kind of expecting a total letdown because the playoffs had been so great. But it turned out to be close, right to the end. I was really happy for the Rams. That was a risky experiment. They gave up so much to put that team together. And now there's just no way they're going to keep all these coaches. So the team's going to change. It's hard to repeat as Super Bowl champions. The uh, Patriots just made it look easy. And of course, this being Los Angeles, idiots went nuts in the street, spray painting buses, setting mattresses on fire. They looted a jewelry store. You fucking knuckleheads. 115 million people either tuned into NBC or streamed the game. It was way more than last year. And as I said I would, I watched the game alone, and I really enjoyed that. I thought the commercials were mostly crap. The Larry David commercial was probably the highlight for me. The rest, I just didn't find that funny. And it was great to see hip-hop on display at the halftime show. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I enjoyed it. I like hip-hop. I just, I, I don't usually watch the halftime show. If there's someone big, I'm down with it. I think the last one I actually tuned in for was Prince. And it rained that night, ironically enough. Some great stuff happening with me personally. I'm riding with a new group regularly on Saturdays. And I'm making some new friends there. Everyone's really nice. And we're a really supportive group. And it's good to enter new circles and explore things, you know? I've been waiting to do this. Be able to, to be able to do it for like two years. And now it's happening. And the world seems just a little bit more normal now. And as I predicted, California lifted their indoor mask mandate. So we're free to roam again until the next variant comes along and fills up the hospitals again. But we'll see. Anyway, it's good to be back out in public and see new faces. So I watched the Jackass movie with a friend of mine the other day. It's as stupid as it looked in the trailer. Same verse, chorus, and bridge as every other Jackass movie. Just an absolute gross-out fest. And way more male nudity than I ever want to see. Like, ever. I saw more sausage in that movie than a butcher shop. One guy shits his pants. There's five gallons of hog jizz in one scene. And then there's Johnny Knoxville getting taken out by a bull, doing one and a half 360s, lands on his head, and goes unconscious for like 15 seconds. Spends a couple of days in the hospital. These guys are in their 50s now. I can't imagine any of these guys have a life insurance policy. (laughs) And what must it be like for the wives and the girlfriends of these guys to watch this shit going down? I mean, it's entertaining if you can stomach the gross stuff. But some days, man, my back hurts after walking 18 holes of golf. I can't imagine how I'd feel after getting shot out of a fucking cannon 200 feet in the air. (laughs) I mean, Jesus. And listen, not to bitch, but that's my last trip to the theater in a while. We sat through close to 30 minutes of commercials and movie trailers before the movie started. It's hard to believe what we're seeing going on in Ottawa right now. 
I mean, the crazies in this country have infiltrated the nice people of Canada to the point to where they're taking this anti-vax bullshit to a whole new level. I can't get over this. But I'll tell you one thing. Trudeau is not a man to be fucked with. He stood right up. He told these people to stand down or there are going to be consequences. <laughs> Don't take your freedoms too far. So the cops didn't do what they were supposed to do, right? So, you know, he had to go, he had to like use a nuclear option. There's this Emergencies Act that rarely gets used. And it signals that the federal government is going to take control of a situation that local cops, the local police, or the provincial police, uh, they can't resolve it. Because these protests against pandemic restrictions were just dragging on. So he said, I got I to gotta do something. And I'll be honest, man, I'm surprised this has not happened here. Meanwhile, the Canadian, the women's Canadian hockey team took home some serious hardware from Beijing. They crushed everybody and they finished the U.S. off like we were dessert. They didn't just beat teams. They murdered them. They broke a record for most goals scored in any Olympics. What a total powerhouse. I've watched only a handful of events at the Olympics. I just, I'm tuned out. But the story of Camilla Valieva, Jesus. She's this 15-year-old Russian ice skater who was found to have illegal substances in her system. It's like Russia will stop at nothing to lie and cheat, even going so far as to risk the health of a teenage girl, all for Olympic glory. (laughs) What a sick son of a bitch Putin is. Like it reminded me of this line from Major League. This guy threw at his own kid in a father's son game. It's like humans don't matter. Only glory matters to that country. So it went to the Olympic Committee, and they did nothing about it. They allowed her to just continue to compete, but they said they'd hold the medal ceremony privately. (laughs) That's the punishment? Like We had an Olympic runner disqualified last year for testing positive for marijuana, which is not a performance-enhancing drug, by the way. And they're going to sweep this under the rug? How fair is that? Seriously, man, fuck the Olympics. This is a joke. Valieva, she didn't pan out anyway. She finished fourth out of medal contention. So the story at least had a proper ending. But it still sucks. And it sucks for her. She was used as a pawn. This was another interesting story. Wyvern Flat is this guy living in a village in New York. He owns a pot-bellied pig. And he uses it as his emotional support animal. Now he says the pig helped him through a divorce and then the death of his mom. The problem is that the village where he lives doesn't consider pigs emotional support animals. They consider them farm animals. So he's harboring this thing illegally. So now he's fighting the village because he says that the pig, her name is Ellie, uh, the pig cuddles with him and walks up to him when he's feeling down or he starts to cry. I guess he's on medication. I don't know if he's got depression, anxiety, what's going on. But I will say this. Pigs are wicked smart. They're smarter than dogs, actually. And I don't know how this is going to pan out for him. He's got this laminated card in his wallet. It's got her picture on it. And it says she's a registered support animal. So the county looks into it. And it turns out he paid some website to get the card and went through no legal process. Now, I know a little bit about service dogs and what it takes to get these dogs to that level and to get them certified. 
Because people do shit like this all the time. They'll go online, they'll buy a service dog jacket for their dog, even though the dog or the, the animal never went through any kind of formal training, just so they can take the dog and walk through supermarkets or, you know, take them on an airplane. So now you've got these little fucking chihuahuas and toy poodles as service dogs. Think <laughs> of bullshit. I've seen this a lot. You know, the dog will have a service jacket on, but it'll bark at kids and snap at anybody who gets close to them. A properly trained service animal, not only is it not going to react to anybody, it's not going to make eye contact with you. I mean, that dog has one job. Lead the handler, assist the handler. It could give a rat's ass about anybody else. But honestly, they need to leave this guy alone. All right, He's not taking it into grocery stores. He's not walking through Target with a pig. Places like that. He's living with it. It's his pet. It's his friend. It's part of his family. You take that pig away from this guy, there's a good chance you're going to need to call the coroner to his house soon. And I don't think you want that. So get off his back. Really does make you think twice about eating bacon, though, doesn't it? <laughs> Pigs are so cute with their snorting and the back scratching. Stubby little legs moving really fast when they try to run. Now, you really have to be deceitful to convince these pigs that everything's going to be okay before you whack them because they'll figure that shit out quick. I witnessed a hog slaughter in Arkansas as a teenager. I hadn't heard screams like that before or since, and I hope I never do. That was 100% pure, unadulterated murder, and it haunted me for months. Poor bastard. And you know, I don't let shit get to me anymore. I don't get angry or anxious as quickly or easily as I used to. But I had stopped to get gas at a shell station after a bike ride with Mark on Sunday morning. And it was the biggest pain in my ass. I get to the pump. I decide I'm going to get cute, right? I'm going to use that little fast pass feature that our credit cards have now. You know, you just hold the card against this wireless pad instead of inserting the chip. It gives me an error and it says, transaction canceled, see cashier. I figure, okay, look, I'm using American Express. They're really careful about this shit sometimes if I'm getting gas in a city where I normally don't buy gas. So I try another card. Same thing. And by the way, every time it does this, it takes about a full minute to get back to the main screen. So I grab my Amex again. I insert it this time and it goes through. But now I've got to go through a shit ton of prompts. Want a car wash for $5? No. Are you sure? It's only 5 bucks. No, I don't want a car wash. I want to get gas, get home, shower, and prepare for the Super Bowl. Then, would you like to join our rewards program? Save five cents a gallon as a rewards member. No. Are you sure? Yes, I'm fucking sure. I'm standing out here for like five minutes with my bike shorts creeping up my ass, my package out there. It's fine on a bike. No one sees anything. But I do not like wearing that stuff in public. I'm standing there taking a fucking quiz before I can pump some gas. Finally, I get gas in my car, get the hell out of there. Took close to 10 minutes just to top off my tank. It's embarrassing. People forget, in the old days, you used to never pump your own gas. They had guys that would come out, they'd pump it for you. <laughs> Sometimes I miss those days. And you know, Russia just can't stay out of the news. And it's never good news. You notice every time you get news from Russia, it's bad news. 
You got the the 15-year-old ice skater who's doping. You got the Russia-Ukraine thing, which, by the way, I'm convinced now isn't going to happen. I think Putin is just playing political mind games with everyone. He would need far more than 100,000 troops to invade that country anyway. No. So what they did, they just took down a bunch of banking websites and the Ukrainian, uh, the Ukrainian army with some cyber attacks the other day. That's how wars are going to be fought going forward. Attack infrastructure of a country. That's the only way to take them down to their knees and get them to give you what you want. You start with infiltrating their networks, then start taking critical things down like power and water. That's how all future war will be fought, I'm telling you. And for as devastating as that is, as bad as that sounds, at least, you know, we're not going to be seeing photos and video of dead soldiers. Shit, now I can't remember where I was going with this. God damn it. Oh yeah, this idiot. Boy, boy, did I just go off track. This jackass who was working security detail at this Russian art gallery, he got bored one night back in December. He decides he's going to scribble on a painting in the gallery. It's this piece titled Three Figures. Basically, they're like fingers, those faceless fingers with little short haircuts. He decides to draw little dots on the painting to give them eyes. And this painting was from like 1930. <laughs> so it went like 91 years looking like it was intended to before this total fucking nut job comes along and draws eyes on it. I mean, who does that? I'll give him this. He didn't do too bad a job. They were well-placed little dots spaced out correctly. But the painting is called Three Figures, you fart stick. You want to draw by a sketchbook. You're hired to protect the paintings. <laughs> I guess they actually need to, to be protected from you. It's a great piece of work until Vladimir Picasso comes along and ruins it. I mean, look, they, they had a $1 million insurance policy on this thing, but that's not the point. So they're going to take this bozo to trial for vandalism. What a dope. And hey, as if food prices weren't high enough, avocados are going to go through the roof. The U.S. this week suspended avocado imports from uh, Michoacan in Mexico because a U.S. official received a threat. I guess the uh, the Plant Health Inspection Service has paused um, the av- avocado inspection activities in Michoacan because one of its officers was carrying out this inspection work and uh, received a threatening call to a cell phone. And I didn't know this. In the past six weeks... Mishawakan avocado producers exported more than 135,000 tons of avocados to the U.S. That's a ton of avocados. Because <laughs> uh, as it turns out, Mishawakan's uh, position to the Pacific Ocean has turned it into a turf war between criminal organizations that are fighting for territory and the profits from all the other industries, um, such as, you know, avocados. I was just thinking, you fucking drug cartels, man. They ruin everything. They ruined any idea I ever had of going back to Rosarita Beach for some street tacos and cheap beer. You kidnap and behead cyclists on bike tours. That's never going to happen for a lot of people. And now you're killing our guacamole. What next? <laughs> I should be careful. <laughs> These people are dangerous. You know what? Never mind. All you guys, you're a great, big fan of your work. 
I've got all your albums. And I was getting tired of eating avocado toast anyway. Once again, Chuck sends me another great article. This one was from The Atlantic. And it was about whether or not it's possible for you to change your personality. Now, the girl who wrote it was kind of batshit. But there were some really great points in the article. So psychologists say that personality is made up of five traits. Extroversion, which is how sociable you are. Conscientiousness, which is how self-disciplined and organized you are. Agreeableness, which is how warm and empathetic you are. Openness, which is how receptive you are to new ideas and activities. And neuroticism, which is how depressed or anxious you are. Now, people tend to be happier and healthier when they score higher on the first four traits and then lower on neuroticism. So, I almost wonder, and I don't know because I'm not a doctor, I wonder if there's some kind of a personality test that they give patients on these five traits, and that's how they can determine if you're suffering from depression. Because I would imagine, in my limited but very vivid exposure to the disease, I wonder about this because the people I've known who have battled depression definitely suffer from neurosis, but at the same time happen to be empaths. And I, I wonder if being that empathetic to others kind of brings their pain onto you which only further increases your neurosis. Again, I don't know. I'm just, I'm wondering out loud. But the key takeaways that I got from the article is that people tend to be attracted to people who smile more often, who are outgoing, agreeable, and empathetic. Those are the traits that draw most people in. And you don't get your personality from your parents, all right? If that was the case, you and your siblings would all act alike. You pick up traits that you like in others and then attach them to yourself. And I don't know which smorgasbord I went to for this personality that you listen to every week, but (laughs) some of that shit rotted on the vine. (laughs) I do the best I can to be a good person. That's all I know. But I was, I could be a rotten fucker in my 20s, I'll tell you. And I wonder if I've been spending my middle ages trying to make up for that. Like, here's the, we're talking about personality, right? Here's the difference between men and women in a nutshell. So I tell my friends that I had a a nice conversation with this girl. It was a really pleasant experience. I tell my guy friends, and the first question out of their mouths, was she cute? The second question, was she nice? I tell my female friends, They'll ask, was she nice? The second question, was she attractive? To men, looks are the priority, all right? To women, personality is the priority. It never fails. Men think with their pee-pee, all right? Women actually use their brain. This is why, like I said some time back, you'll see these stone-cold foxes dating men who look like they could be her father's accountant, right? And the first thing we men will say is, What the fuck does she see in that guy? She sees what we're not looking for as our top priority. He's probably a really solid dude. Or he's hung like a horse. Either way, we have to stop doing this shit. This is how we get ourselves into trouble. I mean, most people, they don't want to date someone with jacked up features 
or a mouth that looks like it should have a hook in it or someone who's morbidly obese looks like they're on death's door. We can have standards, both men and women. Standards, that's not the issue. Priorities, that's the issue. And the top priority should always be personality. So many of my friends married for a very long time. They married someone whose personality meshed with theirs. And I think that says more about you than someone who will put up with a horrible person who just happens to look nice. And hey, before I go, I have a movie suggestion for any guy who wants to watch something really stupid, (laughs) but really funny, very dark, and uh, a little problematic. Josh Duhamel directed this movie, Buddy Games. It came out in 2020, and it is stupid. All right, I'm not going to lie to you. This thing scored 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. If you're not a dude with a sixth grade sense of humor like me, you're not going to like it. But if you enjoy dumb shit like Jackass, you might actually get a kick out of this. It gets a little slow in places, but overall, pretty damn funny movie. And there's some quotes that I pulled from some of the reviews. And this should tell you all you need to know. Uh, There's a lot to be repulsed by here. It's hard to know where to start. Sexism and homophobia rule in this repellent comedy about boys just being boys. (laughs) I love when anybody (laughs) uses the word repellent. (laughs) Picking the worst part of buddy games is like choosing meat at a Brazilian steakhouse. There are so many options and they just keep on coming. Here's the last one here. An unconditionally awful putrid movie. (laughs) Those reviews are all different ways of saying, don't watch this piece of shit. But I did, and I laughed at it. And the next time I need a laugh, I'm going to watch it again. There's one part that'll make you want to throw up in your mouth, if that's any indication of what you're in for. Okay, short show this week. I'm sorry, but I'm out of here. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, my name is Phil, and this has been Inane. Cheers. Cheers.